Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back at it for another edition of Grey Wolf Hoops. It is Ned, joined by John. John, what is happening, uh, my good man? Ned, plenty, man. Plenty. There's basketball going on everywhere at the moment. It's uh, NBL, NBA season started up. There's local basketball. It's just the best time of the year. It definitely is the best time of the year. And happy Halloween as well. Happy Halloween, Halloween. my dude. Love the Halloween hoops as well. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. It is the best time of the year, man. Like you said, basketball everywhere. There was 11 games on League oh. Pass yesterday. I didn't even know where. <laughs> to start, man. Ended up watching four and just... Well, I didn't even it's, wrap my head around it, dude. Mate, it's it's overwhelming at the moment. So much basketball. And like I said, the NBA's kicked off. You can catch some NBA games on SBS now, which is pretty awesome. But, that is awesome. Man, I'll tell you what, the round of NBL coming up is just as big as the one before it. We've got, what is it, Thursday through to Monday. It's like wall-to-wall hoops. It's awesome. It is hoops everywhere, man. And before we do jump into that, I want to talk a bit about our local side, the Horsham Hornets, <laughs> who went on a junior tournament and your lads, the under 18s, is it? They had yep. a very good run. Yeah, the under-18s did very, very well. So the boys that I've uh, inherited this year, and we won five out of six pool games, and then went on to the grand final, and we uh, came second in overtime, unfortunately. But tell you what, I could not be more proud of those guys. They did an absolute unbelievable effort. And to start our first game at 8am on Sunday, and then to play a grand final at 5 o'clock that afternoon was just a monumental effort. Oh, hell yeah. How many games on that day altogether? There were four on the Sunday. So three wow. Saturday, four on Sunday, including the grand final. So Mount Gamby, if anyone's listening from over there, we'll get you back at some stage. <laughs> and hats off to you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that. but we've got to talk about Tepper Junior, man. Brody Tepper lining it up, twenty-eight points against the Ararat Redbacks in what could be described as not quite Ned Tepper performance, but something uh, pretty amazing. I'm going to embarrass you here. <laughs> well, that is embarrassing, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree if you're talking about Anna, my wife. Oh, because no. that is <laughs> Yeah, he definitely had a good one, and I put it down to coaching. You've done an excellent job with him, man, and put in extra time, and we really do appreciate that. John Fisher, oh. a great coach. Of course, man. Yeah, and a great job for Brody there. And, of course, all of our young Horsham Hornets under-16s that we do sponsor, man. Yeah, we do, actually. We sponsor the Div 2 team, so I guess they're kind of our boys. So we've got to give them a shout-out. I'm sure they're all listening, uh, hopefully not at school, but we do love those boys. They do a great job. Isn't that school? I mean, they will be. But I I need to quickly touch on, man, the uh, 28 points was one shy of your record for our local team. I'm pretty sure it's the highest score in that division in Horsham, 29 points for the Mighty Zombies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not even... Right, John, very humble man right here who would probably score as close to that each game, but I do appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, About 100 years ago against some very overweight old men, I did hit 29 <laughs> points and he did it against some kids. I was going to say, John, yeah. on the topic of the kids playing ball, there's three things that I've never seen and it yep. all happened on the weekend. One, Brody hit 28 points, which yep. was awesome, awesome in the tournament. Two, those Ararat kids were dunking. Did you see yeah. that? Are you, yep. are you kidding me? Under 16, Under 16 kids yep. were dunking. That was something else. And three was the three-pointer that he hit in that game, and they called it as an air ball. Yeah. I've never seen that before. No, I heard about that because I had to leave for that game because the under-18 boys were playing, but apparently it just went straight through the net. The net was a bit broken, I believe. Yeah. And they just, the guys took it out of court, and the umpires didn't even call it a three-pointer. Yeah. And, and no one even, knew it was going Even on. the opposition coach was saying, yep, yeah, it was a three. <laughs> but the two umpires, one that looked a lot like our friend J. Fell Herbert, and to those listening, can just be best described as an unwashed Drew. 
Fergie, metalhead. <laughs> he called it a ZM. Oh. So there you go. The luck of a tepper kicked in there for him, man. But let's get on to the NBL, man. It is looking good at the moment. And you mentioned just before we jumped on air, great having these Monday night games in Melbourne United. We won't touch on too much the previous round, but they went down to the Cairns Taipans, which really shows anybody in this competition oh. can get a win. Isn't it amazing, man? I think that's just a... Uh, we'll have a look at the standings in just a minute, but it just says something about the strength of the competition. Like, at the moment, like, anyone could win. I mean, you know, you got your Kings out in front there, but, I mean, anyone could win it from here. Everyone's obviously still getting used to everyone, feeling things out a little bit, building some chemistry, but, geez, we've had some blockbusters this early in the season. Yeah, it has been all sorts of awesome, and just horrible news, though, with Aaron Brooks doing his... Achilles. Yes. Snapped Achilles. his Achilles. So, it, that's a season-ending injury for the big Hawks import, and, I mean, what are they, one and six at the moment? So, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a long season for the Hawks. And remember, my preseason prediction was that ball would crack him and go home. I mean, well, it hasn't we'll happened see. yet, but I definitely do remember you saying that they're sitting at one and six at the moment at the bottom of the ladder. But let's like switch it up and up top, John. We've got the Sydney Kings, five wins, zero losses, and they have looked absolutely outstanding to kick things off. So no real surprises there. As per always, Perth is up there doing their thing, five wins and just the one loss, which was surprisingly against the Cairns. It was, Pans, yeah. Man. Yep. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, probably the biggest surprise package of 2019-20 yeah. so far. I would definitely say so, man. I think the only blip on the radar was that loss they had against Perth last week, and that was a bit of a one-sided affair. But other than that, they've had the perfect start to the season, especially for a new franchise that we didn't really know a lot about coming into it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you had a said to their GM, Tommy Greer, or anyone there, if you, you know, after five rounds or whatever, five games, you're four and one and sitting third on the ladder, they'd be pretty yep. happy with that. In at fourth is the Adelaide 36ers, three and two. Brisbane, two and three in at fifth. The Cairns Taipans, man. I like them yeah. a lot. I like their style of game. I like how they play, and I think they could be another real surprise pack yeah, in this one. I think so, too, and they obviously took care of the of United, as you mentioned before, and only just went down to Adelaide as well, so I think they're building something, and I reckon we did talk a bit about their young young players, and that's obviously going to take a little while to build some chemistry with, so I reckon watch out for them in the second half of the season. Yeah, exciting times there. Two wins and four losses. New Zealand Breakers, they look very good in their losses as well. Yep. Just, they've just played the four, one win, three losses, some close ones in there. Melbourne United, even though they're second last, they're still pretty much, they're right up there with favourites oh. to win the whole thing, which just yeah. does show the depth of the league. At last place, as you mentioned, one win so far for the Illawarra Hawks. They're, yeah, they're at the bottom at the moment, but we'll have to wait and see. And what's going on yeah. with Josh Boone? Do you know what's happening oh, now? I think- no idea. I've, I've read things on Twitter that I can't re- repeat on the podcast, but I have no idea. There's just there's something not quite right, I think. But uh, Oh, I need to hear more about that. So Yeah, I've look heard, it up. I'll have to look it up, and people listening under the age of whatever, don't look it up. <laughs> but so I, they were suggesting that he won't play again this season. Yeah. Is that what it's alluding to? Yeah, basically, yeah. And people saying that he needs to go. Like, just so who knows? I, I really I really don't know what's going on with the Are Hawks the people there. saying this of any whatever, or is it just the keyboard warriors saying get A little out. bit of both. A little, a little bit, bit of both. Folks. Get out of town. But, I mean, you can imagine the pressure coming in. I mean, he would have wanted to set a high standard, right? Coming into a new team, new city, lead the way with some big imports and things just haven't gone to plan. I mean, it's I wouldn't say things are dire for the Hawks right now, but it's starting to look that way if they can't turn things around pretty quick. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. All right, Johnny. Well, will we jump into this round of NBL action, sir? Take a quick look at some of the stats. Now that we're starting to get a few games into the season, we can start to see who's going to lead the way for us. And uh, just looking at points, I mean, there's probably not too many, I suppose, newbies or question marks here, but Sean Long leading the way, averaging 21.6, which is beautiful for your fantasy team. I was about to say it. I was about to say it. <laughs> uh, we've got our boy, John Robertson. He's in second, averaging the same 21. And Mallow Trimble, I mean, he had a quiet, maybe it was the first or second game that we watched, but he's been sensational otherwise. And just to round out the top five there, Bryce Cotton, just getting it done. Yeah. Something that's really warming my heart is seeing Mitch Creek there averaging 20 points a game. As we've said, the shackles are off. He's scoring points. He's getting it done. He's leading the way, and it's so good to see him up there. Yeah, and he is, that gets us onto the fantasy side of things, I guess, there, Johnny. Or are you going to go through the rest of the stuff there? Oh, there's a couple of extra little stats here I wouldn't mind having a look at. Bo gets leading the way with rebounding. Nothing really surprising there. And the blocks. Eric Griffin, tell you what, he's getting it done as well. Adelaide 36ers, uh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he's the man. Impressive. He's, yes. he's uh, not that he's come out of nowhere, but I, I really, I really like what he's doing and working really well with the Adelaide game plan, just scrapping it out, getting it done, yeah. that kind of thing. And just looking at steals, one I thought was pretty cool is Nicholas Kay's second. He's second in uh, average. Oh. Oh, there you just go. under two steals per game. But now that we've spoken some stats, let's have a quick look at some fantasy stuff, man, because we know that's what it's all about when it comes to it NBL. It is about the fantasy, and I want to put this out here. We do have our Grey Wolf fantasy side, and I stupidly still haven't swapped out. <laughs> this is how seriously I take it. Ty Wesley is still on my team. Dude. He's injured. I just need to get it together. But oh. my cousin, God bless him, Lewis Smokey Weir, he's in this. He's like coming third or fourth, Anna was telling me last night, my wife was telling me. He's caught himself. I have no idea what I'm doing. He's just randomly picked anybody and he's right up there. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, just talking about your team, you're not the one that's in the worst spot. You're actually coming fifth in our league uh, by overall standings, but we have to put a call out to Tim Pickett who's on the bottom of the ladder because he hasn't finished picking his team, so (laughs) it's probably a good time to get that done, TP, if you're listening. TP uh, will be like, I play real basketball, none of this fantasy (laughs) fantasy. stuff. Speaking, let's throw back to the Horsham Hornets real quickly here. Our boy Tim Pickett, who'll be horrified that we're even speaking about him, but TP's was part of an 83-point oh. victory over the stalwart Wildcats on the weekend. I'm sure he would have had a big part to do with yeah, that. Yeah, just a lazy 33 points, I believe it was, for TP. And all the scorers did really well. And I guess it would have been a good chance for some of the, the kids to play who normally would. But they were all, of course, immortable for the tournament. So I actually am a bit sad because I missed my chance to hit the bench and come on for a good three points and six turnovers. But maybe yeah. next time the team's short, it's... Uh, I feel I could have had a run that night, man. <laughs> 83 points, wow. Yeah, a bit one-sided, but... It's it's all a bit of fun, I suppose, and as you can tell, we're very excited because there's just so much basketball going on, man. It's a good time to be alive. Yes, uh, What else have we got on the fantasy side of things? Well, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Cam Bruce, who's currently leading our league, who I know he does take his fantasy very, very seriously, and I think his overall score was pretty high as well, so look out for him to... Uh, He's looking good for that meet-and-greet package. Yeah, exactly. Boys, boys, I tell you what, he said to me, I do take my fantasy hoops very seriously, so yep. that must be the case. I'm then, coming for you. Where did you say I was? The Furious Flamingos. The Furious Flamingos are fifth. So, I mean, you're not too far behind the uh, the pace there, man. I mean, you've got some injured players in, so you can make a few changes. But <laughs> Might trade Josh Boone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll put him in. <laughs> but, um, of course, the grand prize, and we're still to lock this in. We've got to talk to our sponsors. We'll be a meet and greet with Ned and I <laughs> at a predetermined location, probably out the front of work or something. But... <laughs> 
So stay tuned for details on that. We might be able to sign something. I'm sure we can find a, a plain T-shirt Cam somewhere. Cam will be counting down the days for that. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt, man. But it's going to be a big round of NBL coming up this weekend. And as you said, like it's good having these Monday games that it kicks off on Thursday night. Oh, it's this be a big one's going to be a big one. We have been hyping them up. The Cairns Taipans are taking on New Zealand in New Zealand. New Zealand looking all sorts of good. They look good there at home too. Man, did they razz up Illawarra. Did you yeah. see that game? Yeah. Apparently the most people ever watched it because everyone yeah. was checking out Bowl and Hampton like off Facebook or whatever but I expect this one to be a close one but I do think the breakers will get it done. I think so. I think it, yeah, like you said it's just awesome for the sport of basketball in New Zealand for all these guys to come out and watch and at the end of the day that's what we want isn't it? We want the sport to keep growing. We want the kids to come and watch but it's very fascinating. You go back to the ladder you were talking about the breakers are third last and they're still one of the top favourites to win the whole thing Well, that's how good the competition is right now but yeah I expect the breakers just to get it done against Cairns who are sort of looking to as we said earlier, build a little bit of momentum, but I think that road trip's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it is indeed. And speaking of road trips, Brisbane and Perth, this is the second game of the double header. And what are you thinking here? I think this could be a really good game, actually. I think Brisbane are obviously building up to something. Perth finally, like you said, get a road trip somewhere. That's a big trip across to Brisbane. So Brisbane's coming off three losses in a row, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them bounce back and get a little bit of momentum against Perth, who are obviously flying. But yeah, yeah, I might get on Brisbane. I might get on my boy Nate Sobey and uh, get on the Brisbane boys this week. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I think you might be right there. I'm going to go with you there. Just We'll go with that. And then we have the throwdown two on the Saturday, man. This one at 5.30. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix battling it out with Melbourne United. I tell you what, must win game and three quarters and a half yeah. plus another ten, man. That United needs to win this game. Yep. Do you think they can do it? I think they can. I think you're, you're exactly right. We're only very early in the season, but this is the one they need just to get the momentum back. I think they obviously went down in throwdown one. A little bit unexpected Unexpectedly, you'd say, to be fair. I think that Melbourne United will be looking at this one to really get their season on track. So they're going to have to win it. So I'm going to back them in to get it done. Yeah, I think they're going to really come out all guns blazing in this one. They just have to get it done, yep. really. If the Phoenix win this one, they're going to be in dire straits, Melbourne United. Uh, Sydney Kings and Adelaide wrapping up this doubleheader, man. The Kings on the road. Can they get it done? I think they can get it done. I just think they look too solid now. Plain and simple, they were my pick early in the season. I think they're just going to keep keep their little trotter wins going and uh, I really don't think that Adelaide are going to have much to, to beat them there. Yeah, there you go. New Zealand Breakers on the Sunday, man. They have a game against the Perth Wildcats, so you are right. This is a very stacked round. Mm. The Breakers and the Wildcats are spending a bit of time on the road now. Johnny, who do you think? Yeah, look, I think it's going to come down to the travel factor for that one, man. I mean, New Zealand have got to play Cairns at home so then they get a few days rest whereas Perth have got to fly to Brisbane then fly to New Zealand so that's going to be a huge road trip and to be honest it hasn't really been as big a factor as I would have thought some of these road trips because some of them are pretty long but mm. um, I do feel like as hard as it is for you know New Zealand to beat a champion team like the uh, the Wildcats I reckon New Zealand will get it done purely from the travel factor. From the travel factor you got to put that in there and New Zealand to Perth is a very very long way. Oh, yeah. That'd be the longest trip in it the NBA. It would be. I'm assuming they'll probably stay in Brisbane for the night or the couple of nights and fly straight to New Zealand. But if anyone on the Perth Wildcats roster is listening in, please let us know what you're doing just so <laughs> we can report in next week. But yeah, I tell you what, that's going to be quite a good game, man. I was going to say before we just go over the last couple of games, but I reckon after this round, it's really going to shake things up a bit. A few teams could really jump up the rankings here, including the Breakers. And a few could really be put on the ropes if they don't get a good win. Oh, that is a very good point right there. And Illawarra, another must-win game here. Without Brooks, without Boone, we would assume they are taking on Brisbane. 
Brisbane Bullets at home, though. So let's hope the Hawks can get one here, man. I do yeah. like to see a young team like that get a win. I hope so, yeah. And I think, and as I said in one of our other shows, like just getting bums on seats is the goal for the Hawks, like getting people in the stadium. And I really hope now that, you know, Brooks is, Brooks is out. Who knows what's going to happen with Boone? That people still come to support. It's going to be a mammoth effort, depending on who they can get in for Brooks as well as a replacement. I mean, who this knows who's on that list? But, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for the Hawks, even at home. I feel like the Bullets are going to get it done against Perth, and then they're going to go down there and they're going to smack the Hawks. I'm all on the Bullets train this week. Yeah, it will be a big one for the Bullets. You'd expect them to win, but fingers crossed the Hawks can really make a game of it. And then on the Monday night, we are loving our Monday night hoops. And this is probably going to be the biggest game of the round, I would think. Oh, there's so many big games, oh, though. Hard. United <laughs> Phoenix is a massive one, but many people at the start of the season, I believe this was my grand final mm-hmm. pick. I'm not sure if I'd still be with that now, but United and the Sydney Kings, this one in Melbourne. Yeah, what a great way to finish the round off, man. And then, I mean, we only probably have to wait a day or two and it starts again, but it will really come down to how Melbourne play against the Phoenix earlier in the round for that game, I think. It's really, again, this is one of those teams that it's either going to set them up or it's going to really make things tough for them this season. They really need to go two from two United. So do the Breakers. It could really shake up that ladder, but I feel like Melbourne just need to get it done against the Championship Predicting Kings that we're saying, but it's going to be a good game. It's hard to pick game of the round, but I mean, this is going to be up there. Yeah, it definitely is. If United get these two wins this week, they are right back on track too, I feel, man. Yeah, big time. And that's the state of the league right now. I mean, a team that's last or second last is two wins from, you know, being back in contention for for a playoff. So it's it's brilliant. That's it. So who are you going to say, man? This is a very tough one here. I don't know. Oh, man. I like it. It's going to be hard to beat the Kings. I mean, again, they're going to back up a road trip to Adelaide. They're going to be jumping on the highway, cruising down there to to Melbourne. But I'm going to go Melbourne only because of the repercussions of this game. Like, if they don't win that, particularly if they don't beat the Phoenix earlier on in the round, it's almost season over for them already. So I'm going to back United. Let's back our boys to get it done. Yeah, all right. We'll we'll jump on Melbourne United there. Just before we do jump out of here, have you heard any more about Prather? Do you know what's happening with him? No, but I can quickly look up. He can't be too far away. And if that's the case, you'd expect once he's back, because they are playing an import down at the moment, that will make a massive difference. It'll make a massive difference, especially a guy like here that's going to slip into the three spot or the four spot wherever he plays and stretch that floor out a bit. It's hard to say how long away he's going to be, but let's hope that it's soon because they could definitely use him on the court. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out, my brother. I will catch up with you again very soon and we've got a bunch of great games to (laughs) check out. Exactly, man. I don't want one we're going to watch from. I just have to uh, get the popcorn and the sleeping bag and watch all of them. (laughs) There's no other way to do it. (laughs) 